so, so what happened, Jim? Right. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to start. Mate. And now, when we do start, Tank's disappeared. Tank is now not even on the podcast. Uh, yeah, that's... I've, got a new, I've got a new bit oh, of pussy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that one for the dads. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it, is it a boy or a girl? Boys, listen. Brian, in it. Me, Brian. Brian. All right, Brian, lad. For Tank, describe for people that are listening and not watching uh, who Brian is. Brian's my new pussy. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> let's, get a, let's, get, let's get a photo hello. of this. Hold on. Oh, well. uh, See, even Brian. Alan ain't, even Brian ain't your tank. Go on, Brian, lad. <laughs> there we go. Desperate to get away. Uh, how's he getting on, mate? He sent us a video there of him attacking poor Reggie there the other day. Are they, uh, are they friends there, now? No, Reggie's there, just staring at me. Reg, come here. Come see, come see Brian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doolittle over here. Yeah, let's get another photo. All right, Reggie, lad. Gonna make it insta famous. Oh, there he is! Big yawn for the lads. There, he lives a hard life. That dog, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a belter. This blind's a belter. Oh my, look at him, mate! I'll, I'll be, I'll be. It's a very, very pretty looking cat. It is. He is. is a nice cat, lad. Nice, nice. He doesn't look like a blind. Nah. Where did the name come from? Well, me. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know that you knob. I mean, why, why did you decide, Brian? It was either Brian or Eric. Okay. Mm, I don't think any of them like those names. No, it's not. It's just imagine being in a vet and the vet shot and can you see Brian? It's like <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I am a big fan of uh, human names. Human names. Like, you know, Dave yeah. the dog. Dave the dog. Like yeah. Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get me. I'd love a dog or a, or a cat, but my missus is just having none of it. And I, I think I've said this to you before. I think it's because like, like having another kid though, in it? Like it's just, oh, it restricts, no. restricts you even more. Yeah. But kids, kids can be dickheads at times. Whereas animals are just sound to you all the time. I'm not on about behavior. I'm talking like, if you want to go anywhere, you got to sort the kids out and sort your bloody cat out as well. And dogs. Honestly, God, Jimmy, he's we just throw him in his cage and he just, with his litter tray, he just what, sleeps. For a week? Why you fuck off to why you all fuck off? Uh, stick there, away. Brian, with your litter tray, lads. No, when we go away, my mum and dad stay here, so it's just the same. Look, he's just sat on the knees, a fucking belter. Look, look at Brian there. He's oh, loving me. Oh, nice me. zoom in yeah. on Tank's plums there. Thanks for that Crotch. one, mate. Go on, bit the boy. Bit of pussy by the plums. Bit of blue for the dads. Bit of blue for the dads. Blue, Alan. He's blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads. I want to get before because obviously with it's international week and international football is a little little drab. Uh, but we'll get into that in a sec. I want to get your thoughts while I've got you both on uh, YouTube boxing tank. You're a you like the old uh, you like a, the, the boxing and MMA and combat sports in general. What what did you make of it over the weekend? I just thought it's completely it's actually fucking it's sad for like up and coming young boxers who are trying to make the way in the game who have got genuine talent. And ability, you know. You go me when I look at boxing. I've been, I've been to so many like live fights all over the world. It's, I love it. Absolutely love me boxing and me MMA. But lads, if you if you are a young lad, up and coming lad now, who's it's a lonely place in the boxing ring. By the way, it's just you and your opponent knocking fuck out of each other. It's got to be one of the most toughest, brutal sports ever. And if you're a young lad now trying to make your way, and you fucking you, you, you've got to sell tickets to put bums on seats to get paid to, to get to fight. It's only, I remember listening to Tony Bellew and it was like, it was only like the last probably, I think he was saying six or seven fights in his career is when he earned like 
big money. Mm. And, you know, he, he's been a top fighter for 10 years. But then you're watching these clowns who they can't fight. I mean, let's get it right. They can't fight. That Dylan Danis, well, I, mean, I think he's an absolute helmet anyway. Like, he's on Twitter, you look him, and he, he's got to be the hardest man in the world. And I've never seen him fight anyone. And then I never paid for the fight. I refused to. I refused to watch it. The clips what I've seen. My dead nan had beat him now in a fight, Dylan <laughs> Dallas. I swear to God, I could take my nan up and she beat him. He is that bad. And then you look at the, like this KSI. Tommy Fury needs to retire because he's not a boxer. He's just a long-armed kid. But he, he can't fight. He actually, from what you look at, he got beaten in a fight. But it's it's embarrassing and it's got to stop. It's got to be, it's got to stop. But then how does it when it's generating God knows how much money for these clowns? And that's the thing, isn't it, Jim? They've kind of, and I agree with Tank wholeheartedly. You look at young up and comers, and it's certainly I wouldn't be familiar with the, the boxing side of things, but for MMA, you could be looking at 15 grand to show for the fight and 15 grand if you win. You know, and I think I saw uh, in a news article that I think it was Tommy Fury got, uh, 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 sorry, Dylan Dennis got a million quid, uh, million quid for his fight. So if you're comparing, the numbers, and if you're looking at these promoters, have they just been able to tap into something here where it's the, the new generation of people that see these online personas, the KSIs, and they're just trying to monetize it? And A, can you blame them as businessmen? But then second of all, is it only boxing that's going to suffer? Or do you think that this is this could be a win in the long term? I think, I think you're seeing the way that um, people access their sport, to be fair. So... I'm with Tankin that that Dylan Dennis has been giving it big licks for the last six months on Twitter. Like, and I'm thinking, because he is, isn't he? Like, like, like you, when we used to play, yeah, 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 we used yeah, to yeah. give it the big and then I'm win, and win, and win, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll happily play it on a televised game, but so that's a different thing. But he's giving it big licks. You think he's got a bit about him? Like, isn't he like a jujitsu champion or judo champion or something? No, he's, like... he's excellent at jujitsu. Now he hasn't competed yeah. for a while, but he is no, okay. like elite level at jujitsu. You'd, well, you'd assume he'd have something about him, right? You know, mm. you don't you don't become a jujitsu. But in the fight that I saw, he's literally just got his hands up and like trying to run away. <laughs> like, so that that to me is awful. I think KSI can box, and I think you know a couple of these YouTubers can actually box. I've got no issues with it, and it's actually pro provided a platform for people if they want to get on the undercards to to earn some money. The MMA stuff that's on MMA, right? That's 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 the MMA's fault that they're getting only fifteen grand and fifteen grand for you know whatever it is that they're getting paid. So I have no issues with them doing it. I have issues when you can't actually box and you're getting paid a million quid for nothing and you're getting the lead up because that will that will deter people from boxing. But boxing deters people from boxing because of the everyone ducking everyone else. So you're finally getting to see Fury fight Usyk eventually. Everyone's ducked the big fight. So from I think people switch off, but you are seeing it into other sports. My son watches a lot of the charity matches that the side men play against YouTube All Stars, and he'll watch that more than he'll probably watch the Premier League because the Premier League's boring. I mean, I was watching was Josh did that. My, my lad did the same, and there was someone in goal, something dragon, and I was like, Cal the like, oh, mate, Cal the dragon. I'm like, Cal. Joshua, and turn this like... absolute shot. Honestly, Tank, it's oh. it's like the football version of that boxing. This lad. Cal the Dragons in goal. He's like a Sabutio goalie. You know, yeah, his arms are stuck. He's, 
it's awful. But they watch it, and that's what they. And it, that's not impacting any of the is in football. But the issue you've got is, I started watching. We watched the footy, and I let Archie stay up because he wasn't very well. And he had to sleep in the day, so I let him stay up for the first half. I'll be honest, it was boring, lads. They're just sideways passing. There's not much excitement. And then you watch these YouTube videos, and it's like 85, 8 in, in schools and stuff. And they, they're getting more, they're getting more. Yeah, I guess it's it's what age they start to appreciate the actual football, isn't it? So, well, yeah, I I've think got... Jimmy's onto something there, though. I, I think Jimmy's onto something there, though, Tank, because and I have it with Josh now. Like, he's 11, so he's slightly older than Archie. What's Archie now, Jim? Nine. He's nine, isn't he? And um, like Josh will watch games with me, but sitting the idea of I tried to now to be fair, I tried to get him to watch Ireland with me the other day, and I, I, dad had put that had sent a glass eye to sleep. It was absolutely, but I said, Look, mate, go on, go and play FIFA upstairs. Yeah. This is shite. But Je, like Jimmy said, something there, and we'll come on to it. The England game, it is a bit boring, like it, it is very flat. The stadium itself is a bit flat. I don't, and I don't know if this is. This is a football-wide problem because you have it tanked with some of the big clubs now. You go to Anfield and no one wants to talk about it. But you go to Anfield in the games that Liverpool are meant to win. The atmosphere isn't great. Like, it's just, it's not bouncing. And I think it was Florentino Perez some, said something a while ago where he was like, we're not attracting the young to come and watch football. You could get them to sit for 90 minutes and watch a nil-nil game. The kids aren't going to be asked about that. And he's talking about making it into quarters and shorter attention spans. Now, I think that's a step too far. But there is something where probably isn't. Oh, Reggie, go on, lad. The issue you've got from me is the tactic, because no one wants to lose now. So everyone wants to keep the ball for 80% of the game and win 1-0. So it's all well and good. Like It needs to have somewhere where, I don't know... and I don't want it to happen. You don't want football to change. But there's a reason why most people watch 2020 as opposed to Test Match. Because Test Match is a long old slug. Whereas 2020 is fast, it's exciting. You've got to get your scores. And it's in, and people will watch that more than they'll watch the Test Match. I can't get my son to sit and watch a footy match for me because he'll just get bored. I took him to the FA Cup final and he was bored after 10 minutes because it was shit. It was a shit game. It was awful. No one wanted to lose and it was boring. And I've fucking forked out 300 quid for it and he'll never want to go again. <laughs> what do you make of it all, Tank? Well, I don't think, that, look, I don't think the Premier League's but I just think that's more of an age thing with your, with your son, Jimmy. The young lads, you know, it's hard to like, Frankie's five, and I can't get Frankie to sit down and watch a movie. That's just the way kids are. I think that's just the attention span. I don't think that's got anything to do with the Premier League football. I'll be brutally honest with you, lads. Uh, I may come across a bit controversial, but not like you. <laughs> no, no. But in, I've not. I have not watched any of the England games. So if we're going to talk about, it, I can't help you because this is the similar, the similar thing. What I say to you, lads, about women's football. I've got nothing against women's football, and I hope it goes on and grows and grows and grows. It's woeful. It's substandard, it's poor, and I won't spend my time watching it. Similar that I won't spend my time watching clowns on YouTube fighting uh, so-called people and boxers. Um, and it's the same as international football. I've got no interest in it. I don't like watching it. It bores me so, so much. And that's just <laughs> that's just the way it is. But it's like there's got to be some sort of cut-off point. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's gonna be because boxing has to somehow. I agree with what Jimmy's saying. Boxing's got to redevelop itself. 
because these YouTube, I mean, by all accounts, I've seen that. Jack was showing me some clips of this KSI getting out of a green Lamborghini with some rapper singing. And it did look like a proper show. And you're like, that looks good, then. But then obviously the, the, the actual fight is comical. The problem of boxing's got now and why these YouTubers are getting all the traction they are and getting the money and making all of these fucking... I mean, the views are meant to be insane with the buys, by all accounts. It's our big boxers, the big boys. They all duck each other, jump in the fight each other. I mean, you've got like Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, who's been meant to fight for the past decade and probably will never fight. Jimmy was just saying then that Usage and Fury's done. That will I, go. I, they won't I, fight. I, I don't think they'll fight. I think 90% of me is thinking, that's never going to happen. Something will happen where it pulls. Like, why is, why is Fury fighting this uh, UFC heavyweight champion? In Garnu. Yeah. You know, I'm not being funny. And Garnu was like a monster who, with the itch yet, will knock anyone out. Fury's just going to jab his head off. It's yeah. pure money, though, isn't it? It's pure money. That's it's, what he's doing it for. It's just pure money because they know that that's what's going to get the views. Is you've got to go now, like, listen, this is becoming... They need to stop giving these licences to box. If they want to go and do it in another format, go and do it. But it, these YouTube and shit, stuff like that, they're killing, they're killing many sports. And this is the thing, because at the end of it, it's the, the perfect response, and that this is what... And you you knew it was coming when Dylan Dennis was going to lose that fight. He went, well, I'm, I've made a load of money now. Yeah. So, and that seems to be the response of, like, oh, I don't give a bollocks if I look stupid. I've took a million quid. And I don't know if you're like me. I sit in with my missus sometimes. Let's say you've had, oh, you're at a party, and it's like, what would you do for a million quid? And I'd be honest, lads. I would do pretty much anything for a anything. million quid. Um, so uh, there's, there's probably that element to it. So, Tank, considering you didn't watch the England game, I'm going to come to Jimmy for the first part of the question, and I'll come to you to the second part. Jim, um, obviously, look, International football, we've said it, it's a little drab. It's not the most exciting in the world, but there was two players that we've we, we, we got to talk about. And number one is, is the obvious, it's Jude Bellingham and just just how good he is. I think I've seen a stat or I think I shared it the other day of like the 10 or 11 games he's played this season. I think he's pretty much got man of the match in every single one of them. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on Jude first. And then second of all, does Harry Kane get the credit that he deserves of just how good of a finisher he actually is. So for me, I'll be honest, I switched off at half time. I said I was bored. For fuck's sake, lads. We're on a football Honestly. podcast with two lads. Hey, One hasn't watched my... it and the other turned it off halfway through. It was boring, mate. It was pure boring. And to be fair, Archie had been sick all night, so I had pretty goose-like. But So I watched the first half. I'm going to say something controversial. I thought Jude Bellinger was awful. Not awful. That's that's not... I didn't think he was very good. As in, not, I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just saying that particular game against Italy, I don't think he played that well the first half. So unless he's had an absolute barnstorm of a second half, I I don't see where this. Unless everyone else was as you know worse than him, and he's got man of the match. I thought he was giving the ball away. I thought he was. What I do like, he was never shirking. So he's never giving up. He was always after the ball, trying things and doing, you know, doing things that other people probably wouldn't want to do and, and can't do. So I did like that. But I'll be honest, I didn't think, you know, I'd, it was different think... second half, to be fair. Was he? Was he? Uh, yeah. Probably because he knew I switched <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Now, I think the thing for me with him is, it's, the, the everyone talks about the maturity, but if you see the, you've probably seen the goal where he's back on his own, the edge of his own box, he wins the tackle, then he's up, He's driving forward. He flicks it over someone's head. Then he picks it, you know, and he's just, he seems he's that player. And, I, and I, I don't like the comparison because I think we compare players too much these days. But he reminds me of, 
in that driving, you know, the way Gerard used to drive his team on, Do you know, the way Vieira used to drive Arsenal on in those kind of galloping driving runs. And the, the strangest thing is, Every team that he's gone into, so England with senior players, Real Madrid with unbelievable senior players that have won everything, it's like they all look to him yeah. now to create stuff, which, Tank, you've been in dressing rooms over the years, and there's one place that's, that's ruthless. It's a football dressing room. You can spot an imposter a mile off. That tells you everything you need to know about the player, that he seems to ha demand that respect at such a young age. Yeah, but you, you see snippets coming out about Dortmund where he, he rubbed a few of the uh, players up the wrong way, didn't he? And I just think that's because his standards are that high. I mean, you've, I've got to be honest, like we talk about the comparisons to you like to Gerrard and you could go, you could compare them to many other greats of the game. None of them are at this level at his age. Nowhere near it. I mean, Gerrard was as, as raw as he come, but I think it was like 22, 23, 24 when the peak Stephen Gerrard just started going, wow, this lad's special. This lad's been doing that for two years. He's only just turned 20. And I'm looking at him now and thinking, I, he could be, he could actually be the best by a long distance English player to ever play football. I he's think the best he could, player in the world right now. I'll I give agree. him that. He's got to be any, you know, you look at what, what I find astonishing is he's gone to Real Madrid. He was a fucking huge club. The spotlight on him over there is absolutely insane. And then you look at the size of the transfer fee, and it's like he's playing fucking Sunday football. Boston. He scored about nine goals in ten games. He's assisting. He's running the show, and you're like, and he's not even playing in his best position. He doesn't like it. it the he said it himself. The ten is new to him. You know, yeah. it's not the position that he that he prefers. And you, you say something there, Tank. It's a very good point because that I actually think you you find the same with with Declan Rice. You notice, Jim, that nobody talks about the price tag for Bellingham and nobody talks about the price tag for Declan Rice because they both why? just stepped in and started to deliver just straight away. Get on with it, don't they? And you know what they actually are as well, which you, I, and I can't say this for many other players because I don't know, but, and I don't know this for them. I'm only can go on what I see, but they seem dead sound. Do you know what I mean? They, they seem like good lads. So they've gone in, 100 odd million, bossed it, done what they do, and are still dead sound. Like everyone gets on with them. So you, you know, you've got, you've not got a lot to shoot them down for. Um, whereas, you know, you, someone like, let's just say, the fidget spinner, Anthony, like he's, he doesn't seem very, well, obviously ask his missus. He's obviously not very sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Um, but this is the thing, isn't it? They're just, they're just getting on with it. You know, the price tag is a price tag. If you, if you just do what you need to do, 50 quid or 500 million quid, you just, you're just a footballer playing football. And that's what they've done. That's what I love about it. Well, I Thank that though, you know, for me, because I think the big thing as well is they've delivered. Yeah. You know, they've, they've delivered, they've come with the pressure. And I, I, I know what you mean about the two and Jimmy, because they come across, they're always laughing and joking. I love that. Yeah. He's always like, it's always just smiling, like if a foul and he's laughing as they're like, You know, he's one of the lads, and you know, yeah. he, you know he'd be one of the lads still, no matter yeah. what he achieves. But the both of them to, de to deliver, you know, the both young lads, particularly Bellingham, going to the biggest club in the world, arguably, like, the spotlight's insane and he's just gone in. It's like he's playing football in the Sunday park with his mates, just loving life, having a laugh and the time of his life. It's it's scary. It's scary what he's achieving. God knows where he'll be. I'll tell you the only thing what kind of, what someone, uh, i seen a tweet about it the other week, uh, the other week and it was about, about Hazard. And you're kind of looking at him and you just you just hope that he's he has a long, sustainable career because he's played a lot of games 
for the age. He's only just turned 20 and he must have played 200 games. You, and you could say probably to some degree, now it sounds ridiculous to say this, having finished uh, at the time as United's all-time scorer and, uh, and England's all-time scorer. And I think with Rooney as well, probably lifestyle, you, you, he probably didn't look after himself as well as Bellingham would. But you do worry. Look at my, it happened with Michael Owen. I know he had issues with his hamstrings, but this overplay, and I've seen a stat, I'd love to be able to quote it, but um, the amount of games that Bellingham has played comparative to other people at his age, like they're putting a lot on the lad. And we know we've spoke about it on this podcast before. The number of games isn't going to get smaller anytime soon. You've only seen the reaction to, and actually, it's come to me, I'll get, get your thoughts on that, actually. The Virgil van Dyke. Two seconds before you say that, like what I actually, and again, what I appreciate from Southgate, and I know not, you know, not everyone's his biggest fan, and you know, I'm not particularly, but the game against Australia just rested all the players that have played so many games. His first, you know, his normal first XI because he's gone, I can't play a stupid game, though, Jim. Like, why it is a stupid game? game, but also. That's what everyone else is doing. It's not like we can't just go out. We'll just wait for the World Cup qualifier. We've got the time. We may as well play. But what he's actually done is give other people an opportunity to play. They didn't need to play that match, your Bellinghams, your, your, you know, your Canes, because they, they're playing a lot of football anyway. So I like that he actually rotated that and didn't really give a shit going, well, this is what I'm going to do. And then on Tuesday, all my, my first team come back in and you can have a, you know, a good week's rest, really. What did you make of the Van Dyke comments, Tan? Because obviously you, he's obviously talking about the players are being flogged, right? They're playing too many games. They need a rest. The thing that annoys, I agree with him, right? I do agree with him. But the thing that annoys me is the the go-to response is, well, you want to try working a shift on a building site? Uh, You know, bloody this, that, these players don't know they're born, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is we know they make a lot of money, but it you need to park that for a second in that we're talking about elite athletes that are being the, the demands on them to perform. You can't have an off day now, Tank. It's not like in your day where you know there wasn't really social media around. Uh, no, hold on, bear with me. I'm, I'm getting some. <laughs> How many off days did you have, like? <laughs> but no, what I mean is social media now, if, if look at what happened to Darwin Nunes, he missed a shot in training for fuck's sake, and all of a sudden he's being lambasted as yeah. an absolute uh, spoof, and it's, it's ridiculous. So you're one bad game away from being labelled something. Kids don't get the opportunity to grow into into the shirt now. You've got to come in and play well, and otherwise you, you shunt it. So these players, they're not allowed to have a 7 out of 10 where they might be feeling a bit knackered tank, but they're expected to perform, 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 and eventually... They fall off a cliff. What did you? What, so I think you need to park the money bit, but people just seem so intent on they get a load of money, so they just got to get on with it. And what do you make of it all? The money, the money thing's always done my head, and it's fucking, it's completely irrelevant. If you're accepted at your job, you get paid what you're worth. So that that's the money. You know, idiots who shout about money are not are not very bright. Hardy. The problem what I have now, to, from when I played back then, is we always had a good summer. We always had a good summer recuperation. These lads don't. These top players don't. So Magalow for three yeah. weeks, was it? <laughs> we just used to go, listen, we used to just go, I used to have four weeks of just doing what the fuck I want, eat what I want, drink what I want, go on holiday, come back for a week before you go, and then you kind of like get the bin back on, sweat, go back, but then you've got pre-season. But I had four weeks of zero, nothing. The whole body's recovering. You can't do that now because you've got these, especially the top players, they have the international footballs, they have the World Cup, the qualifiers, then they have the World Cup. I mean, the World Cup's only just finished. Now we've got the Euros in the summer. 
They've got so where we had the you know the breaks for the week in the in the in the leagues. We're now having England friendlies. You've got this fucking stupid pathetic league. Well, I don't even know what it's, what the point is. It that daft international league thing. So FIFA are just loading more and more and more to get their generation of money in. We said that you can't. It's all money with FIFA, isn't it? So really, what they need to do is they need to nip in the bud all of these pointless international friendlies. You know, just have the World Cup and the Euros. But then, as you say, they can't be a drop off. The players nowadays can't have like. Virgil van Dijk has played two games for Holland this week. He's coming back. He's probably got back today to to Liverpool. He's in training tomorrow, and then he's got a, a twelve thirty kickoff. There's no thought process for the players. Like Liverpool's got quite a few South Americans. They're not going to get back till late tonight, and then they're going to be in training tomorrow and they're expected to perform. Now, if Nunes plays in the derby on Saturday after being a superstar for Uruguay against Brazil last night, was it? And then he met, and as you say, he misses a chance against Evan. They're going to go, he's shit, look at him, look at, laughing emojis and all of this. But he's wrecked. <laughs> he's wrecked. So there's got to be some sort of common ground where you either reduce the games in the Premier League or adapt to the time. Like, what what harm would it be to have the Premier League play on Sunday this week or again Sunday? Give them an extra day of recuperation and preparation for the game. You know, we I just don't, especially this country, I don't think we help our own league and our own players to be at the peak condition at all times. It's like, fuck you, Sky needs you to play at 12.30 on a Saturday afternoon and that doesn't matter how you are or what the players are feeling. It's going to make us money. And that Tank makes a good point there. And you hear it, Jim, I think it was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer said it in the past, Pep Guardiola said it, Klopp said it, but he's always labelled a moaner. These managers, like Liverpool there, for example, have to play the 12.30 kickoff. Now, I'm going to give you a fucking stat without my conspiracy hat. Well, actually, I'm going to put it on because it, it's ridiculous, lads. Jim, right, so... Here we go. Um, this is Liverpool. so Liverpool now play Everton in the twelve thirty on Saturday, right? Which will be their thirteenth twelve thirty kickoff after an international break. The closest to that is Spurs with six, and they've just had the City game moved to make it to make that a twelve thirty kickoff, which will make it the fourteenth game that Liverpool have to play. Now, look, aside from the the, the piss take, that is. A big bag of shite. If Klopp says anything, he's deemed a moaner. All Klopp's asking for is put us on the 5.30, lads. Darwin Nunes was literally on a plane. The South American lads were lit. Allison, uh, McAllister, Darwin Nunes. They're saying Darwin Nunes won't start now against Everton because he had a bit of cramp at the end of the game against Brazil. So now the travel and all of that's not great. So he's, Liverpool now won't be able to use their player because if he was allowed to have a couple more hours or a few more hours to recover, he'd be, he'd be fine. Would it's it? not. It, it's not good, though, Jim. It's, it's not come... good. It's not great. But the issue you've got is you you want to be on the televised ones, don't you? Obviously, in Liverpool, the big clubs are done. I, I don't know what how they determine who's on at half twelve and who's on at half five. I don't know how they come to this conclusion. So well, I can't they don't. They just fucking pick Liverpool. It's, just, it's Liverpool versus whoever, which is fine. But um, and I guess it's a flip side of that. Is don't buy players from South America. It's the same with the African Cup of Nations. If you're buying African players, you know you're going into the African Cup of Nations every every January. Now, I know that's a bit of a flippant comment, but you, you've got to take these things into consideration when you're buying players, surely. That's why I don't think you're seeing as many African players coming into the, into the Premier League because, one, we didn't really have the... Um, we didn't have the winter break like a lot of... Um, 
uh, the the European leagues have. We do now, and I don't know if that's going to continue this year. I think it probably will. Um, but you've got that impact of the African Cup of Nations, and it's every t- is it every two years? I, I can't remember which one it is, but it's it's relatively, you know, Salah goes and comes back goosed every time he comes back. Um, and you had the same with Mane when he used to go. So it's unfortunately that's it. That's the way that. The world is, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is in itself. And the issue you've got is clubs have their own, you know, clubs will plead um, this insanity of, oh, you're flogging our players to death, but they'll cut pre-season short or the players' holiday short because they've got to go do a tour of Asia to make a load of money to buy the players that they want. So you can't can't have it both ways, can you? You can't go, yeah, well, let, let your players have the summer off and just bring them back for the Premier League. No, you got to go to America and Asia to get the money in and bring these players in, and they have to go. And it's it's it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Fergie had it right. His players always used to get mysteriously injured just before yeah. international breaks. Exactly, Fergie, yeah. Fergie didn't get a lot wrong, no, did he? No. Uh, Tank, I want to get your opinion on this Henderson stuff. Um, obviously, he's he's had a. Uh, a lot of spotlight put on him because of his move over to Saudi, uh, his stance. We've tried to have this conversation before, Tank. And the, uh, Are you the episode... sure he's the right person to ask about this? <laughs> no, I steered the conversation because I do want him to answer it, but maybe Get just Brian back in. water it down from the last version that we recorded and it never saw the light of day. So, um, first of all, what do you what do you make of the England fans booing Henderson. Do you think it's fair? What was your? It was interesting to see Harry Maguire come out in in, in his defence this week. Okay. He's bushing Harry Maguire. Takes the takes, takes the, the shine off him. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Maguire's family's in the thing. He's shouting Endo's homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it. It's one of the lads. It's fucking. Do you know what does my head in? Like is. You know, you've got like fucking David Beckerman, who's now an ambassador for the Saudi Arabia World Cup bid and all that. Henderson's just a scapegoat for the whole thing. He's got, he's 32. He's been told by Klopp that he's not going to be a, a key figure all season. He's not going to be a starter. So he's chosen an option to go and live in a country where it's fucking lovely, roasting all the time and getting paid an absolute insane amount of money. What's the problem with it? What's the problem with it? How come Benzema fucking. Firmino, all of these other superstars who've gone over there to line the pockets. Why are they getting all of this spotlight and abuse and all of that? And I know you're going to say, Gerard, there's another one, yeah. Gerard, fucking the Wolves lad, the midfielder who's in the peak of his career. Can't think of his name. He went over, no one's got about him. The one who was linked to Liverpool, you know, the Portuguese lad. Neves. Neves. Unbelievable player. In the peak of his Premier League career, I'm going to Saudi to earn 300 grand a week. Man, none of them, none of them have been like put under the spotlight. So I just think it's a load of bollocks from fucking idiot football fans. What do you make of it, Jim? I think he's fair game. I do. Yeah, I think he's, you can't stand, I said this before, you can't actively stand up for something. The thing, so there's two issues I've got with Jordan Henson is you can't actively stand up for something and then decide to get... Well, you can, and that's fine, but I still think you've got to try... Is that it, Jim? Is it the the change of stance? So, so it's not the change of stance. I think you can still have the same beliefs. I don't think it's a change of stance, Jim. It's not. I'm not saying it is. He's not changed his stance. He's still got the same beliefs, but he's still got to be vocal about it for me, if he wants to be. 
Like if he wants to kill, and that doesn't necessarily mean over there, but I think he's still got to, you know, show his face around whatever it is he was doing, whether that's the LBGTQ plus community and all that side of it. The other thing for me that really grinds my gears with Jordan Henson is he keeps saying he's not gone to Saudi for the money. He's gone to better <laughs> football. Like, come off it, Jordan. Like, stop being a dick and say what you're actually gone for. You're gone for the cold, hard cash. I've come here to change football. Not the fact Ren that he's getting paid 800 grand a week nets. That doesn't count. But Ronaldo was making the issue is is the dispatch. Ronaldo was making stupid money anyway, wasn't he? It did Henderson well, isn't wasn't making ridiculous money and now he is. So I can understand Ronaldo saying it because although he's getting he was getting stupid money anyway, and he's you know, he's the biggest sports world star in in, in the world. So it's a bit different. And this is why the issue is, is the only player that is English and gone from here as an English player, from, from what I know anyway, or, or, or an England international that is currently gone. So I think it's fair enough. And he's just got to be big enough and go. And I, I would respect him more if people, and I think people would too, if he just turned around and went, you know what? I still stand for what I believe in, but I am here for the money. <laughs> There's enough players that have done it, haven't they? And they've not like been kicked out or lambasted. Do you know who's, who, do you know who's played? Do you know who's played a blinder tank? Neymar. Well, uh, do you know who's played a blinder? Um, AC Milan, selling to Nali before all this kicked off, getting yeah. 55, <laughs> 55 million quid. Say nothing, right? And, uh, <laughs> and he's he's on the cusp of a worldwide football ban. I mean, like. I tell you what, talk about timing. Is is there a is there a conversation though? I mean, you've seen the the Ivan Tony case. Um, you know, you you would be fond of a flutter when it comes to the horses. Uh, I mean, you've been again around football dressing rooms. You can it doesn't take long to to be following football and see advertisements for for various different gambling things. Is there is there a conversation that needs to be had for young footballers getting a shitload of dough and they don't know what to do with it? And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're seeing ads left, right and centre and how, how they can bet on this and bet on that. And is there, is, is there a broader conversation here around trying to look after young footballers and the, the decisions that they, they make? No. No. You're your own, you're your own person. I'm not being funny. Like, what about all of the... The alcohol stuff and drinks and all that palaver and the advertisements for that does more damage than anything. You know, smoking does more damage than anything. You know, we constantly promote the UK's got one of the worst obesity rates in the world, and we're constantly promoting McDonald's and Burger King and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut and all of that. It's like you've got there's got to be some stage in your life where you've got to take responsibility for what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? It's like at the minute, I, you know, I own resources and I, I love a bet on my resources, but it's like the British government now are really homing in on uh, the KYC and you can only spend so much and you can only deposit so much. What's got fuck all to do with the British government? What I want to have a bet on one of my horses. Literally got nothing to do. But I can go and spend fucking 10 grand in Costco or whatever and get myself a load of booze and city and drink myself to death. Or I can go and eat myself to death or... You know, smoke myself to death. There's no issues with that. So it's kind of, it's, it's one of them. And listen, you, you're going to get me started on the FA because I put a tweet out yesterday and I deleted it quite quickly. <laughs> RFA are a fucking disgrace. They're a fucking disgrace. I got dragged into a court case. 
And I'm not going to name the manager of a League One club for his blatant lies. The FA have got this is you know when he by the way, you know when you talk in code, I have absolutely no faith in you talking in code and that you'll just <laughs> something's gonna come out. This is factual. This is this was in the court case. There's a League One manager who's actively in League One managing right this minute. He told a pack of lies, got me arrested, and I had to go to court over this. And then it got throughout the court because his pack of lies crumbled. The FA have got factual evidence which was presented to the court by the police that this manager was gambling on football matches for a long period of time. And he's allowed to manage this as all, oh, brush this under the carpet. His mental health might be affected here. But then Ivan Tony and the Toffolo of Forest and other players are getting massive bans and massive fine. So where's the consistency? Where's the consistency in this? Do you know what I mean? This, this rodent of a manager, because that's what he is. You know, dragged me through court for two I thought years. We'd moved, I thought we'd moved on there. And I was yeah. like, oh, we've done all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he cost me £80,000 in his lies. And then his mental health kicked in and he decided that because he was fucked because of his lies. So there's got to be some sort of consistency here. So the FA are hitting all of these players. If I was the players, I'd be going, because everyone knows about him. Everyone knows what he is and what he's done in the game. Everybody knows. So why aren't these players going, I ain't paying a fucking thing to you? Until this comes out, or is it one rule for one? Is it the high profile you are, the harder you get hit? If you're just a little shit manager of a League One club, you carry on, you bet away, you gamble away. So there's got to be some sort of consistency in it. You haven't had the best of time with the FA over the years, have you? No, because they're, yeah. they're you ever thought it might be you? You got sacked out of it, up in about nine, ten million pounds worth of artwork. Strange. <laughs> So uh, I, I picked. See the way I pick who I ask the questions to here. I know. I, I know this dance. Uh, uh, so a couple of things I want to I want to finish on right before we before we wrap up. Um, I'm going to stay with you on this one, Tank, because we get asked a lot of questions just on on Forest, obviously, and your Forest connection. Um, three defeats in eight games on paper, very solid start, I would say from uh, from Forest, and with a game against Luton coming up at the weekend. What, what would you say the mood's like amongst the fans and, and how have you kind of judged, I guess, the start that they've made? I think it's been a phenomenal start. I'm being honest with you. I can't remember the team, but I tweeted a couple of weeks, Forest first six games. With an you were calling game. conspiracy theories and everything at the start of the season <laughs> when the fixtures <laughs> were given out. Yeah, they had Chelsea away, Arsenal away, Man City away, and Man United away in the first six games. Come on. <laughs> Fucking hell. Who's, who's, who's doing that? And I just think, I watch Forest now and they're a totally different team from last season. They actually, they're in control of games. Do you know what I mean? You, they're actually looking now where I watched them last season and you're kind of like sitting there thinking, fucking hell, just hang on. They were clinging onto games and hoping that you just nick a goal or get a result. Now I'm watching them and, you know, they're actually, you know, they're dictating playing games. Like I watched them against Palace and it was all Forest at the ball where last season it was the total opposite. You, know, you go away for a moment, you just cling on for dear life and hope that one of the front men do something. And I love I love Forest front three. I honestly love Forest front three. I think what the manager's done has been brilliant. They've uh, got big money in for Brennan Johnson, who's a really good player, and, you know. But they've got uh, Hudson Adoy from Chelsea for like three million. That's he he was going to buy Munich for fifty million two seasons ago. Got an injury, lost his way a bit, but he's looking sharp. The lad who can't say his name, fuck me, the one who was at Liverpool, the big J, they got him from Germany, Tower Y. A1E. <laughs> A1E. Terry. 
at him. Now, he's looking a right threat all the time now. His form from last season to this season's carried on. And they got a Langer on the other wing. I think they, I, I think they're a, a big threat. I think they're a real good threat going forward. And Gibbs White, Logan, oh, yeah. Logan are gone. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting when you look at Forrester, and I think you could you got to give a lot of credit to the club for sticking with uh, sticking with the manager because you know the the vultures were circling for a little bit, and the club were very very strong in 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 batting that one away right through. And you can see the players are totally bought into the manager. Anyone that's been coached from uh, by him in in any type of circumstances spoke very well of him. So it's good uh, it's good to see that they're they're in a good place, lads. I want to finish on something. That's not football related because it's international week, right? I'm going to do quick fire, get to know Jimmy and Tank. Uh, well, right, you've got so... answer as well, lad. You can't. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Everyone we'll wants see, to know you see, too. Let's see well, how I, it pans out. I'll let's be honest. I, I've got a new, uh, we had a new subscriber from a lad at work and he said he liked you very a lot. Jamie oh. said you were your favorite, his favorite. Ooh. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, but my job is the is the compare. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, rub you still, two up the wrong way. So. <laughs> you can uh, rub me up any way you want, my mate. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. So, Jimbo, your yes. your first. I've got ten questions for you. Yeah, uh, I might blend it a little bit as we go. But All right, we'll, so. So, ten. That's our phone. You've got to get back to work. I know, I know, I know, I know. Right, let's fire through. Right, Jimmy, texting or talking? Texting. Favourite day of the week and why? Oh, uh, quick, quick fire, Jimbo, yeah? I know, sorry. It's whole point of quick fire. <laughs> yeah. Friday. 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 Because it's not Saturday, you, you've got the dread of Sunday that you know you've got Monday around the corner, whereas Friday, you've just got two whole days of, you know, you've got it coming in to, to, to chill. So Fridays. Are, are Do you know, randomly, I like Sundays. Don't know Do you like, like Sundays? I like, Sundays. I like a Sunday paint. All my fucking dad jobs have been done throughout yeah. the week. And there's like a co common understanding, just let dad chill today because he's been running around like a madman for the last six days. So I always like a nice drink on a Sunday and a bit of food. Sure, what about man. you, Tank? Am I going on these questions? Yeah, I'm just, I'm blend, yeah, just blending this a little blending. bit. Quick. Be on your toes, son. To be honest with you, I'm with you on a Sunday because, like, I with Jack, I'm traveling out on a Saturday, could be away, God knows, anyway. But on a Sunday, it's just kind of like my day. Chill. It's just like chill, don't move, don't do anything, sit and watch sport all day, horse racing, done. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Jimbo, nickname your parents used to give you. So I, uh, my I'm nickname sorry, from know. school is Giggsy. So my mum used to call it me as well. So mum, was that because of Ryan Giggs? Yes. Yeah, so when I moved from Nottingham to Stoke-on-Trent, I was a Man United fan at the time, and I had Giggs on the back of my shirt. So no you've had about you've got more clubs <laughs> than Tiger Woods. You, it's ridiculous. I know. And then uh, so he had um, so I had Giggs on the back of my shirt. So um, everyone didn't know my name, so they just called me Giggs, and it stuck forever. Favourite holiday? Is it in type or place? You pick. Well, <laughs> type is chilling. We're not a we're not an adventurous family. We don't we like because we Fuck work. Fuck off! Hard. Your missus loves to fuck, do. She's always like nah. setting <laughs> challenges, and she she loves competitions and all yeah, that. Yeah, that that's not adventure though. It's is school it? teacher uh, in it. Yeah, I mean, we love a family holiday to um, to centre parks, all the all the competition tournaments, table tennis, 
tennis, shuffleboard, all that sort of stuff. So that's that's my favourite where and then boozing on the night. So yeah, you just have to remortgage your house to go to Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, how long does it take you to get re- ready? Bear in mind, I know the answer to this question. It's a while. It's a lot less than it used to be, I'll be honest. But Hair's going thin now. so it's Hair's not that... going thin. So I'll give it, a, and I don't straighten it as much. So half an hour. Okay. Um, who inspires you? No one, honestly. I'm in... Uh, at the minute, the only thing I've got is my kids. My kids are uh, like they—they they make me want to do anything. But I've always been uninspirable. I just meander through life. <laughs> if I had any inspiration, mate, I could be president of some sort of bloody. Yeah, if you actually apply yourself to anything properly, I mate, would I'd be. Yeah, I'm. You know, I've said this a million times before, Jimmy, and I played with some good players over the years, like the likes of Leighton Baines and all that. You know, and Jimmy was the best natural footballer I played with, but he had a sieve for brains in that he just didn't give a shit. Did not, not give a shit. And he used to wind me up so much because you'd just get him the odd day where he gave a shit. And like, it was like fucking art. But then he'd just go get in a sulk about something and he's, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Uh, okay, sorry, I, I'm, I'm not it's making right. this quick, quick fire. Uh, have you ever stolen anything? Yes, Hubba Bubba from the shop. And they had a um, a rip in me shell suit. And you remember when you the shell suit trackies, you'd have the white sort of thing behind it. And you'd have the shell suit at the front and then you'd have the lining. So I hid it in the bottom part of that thinking it was safe. It had the shell suit and the lining. It was like in like a pocket. As soon as I walked through the door, it fell out it fell out the trouser. And then my mum dragged me down to the shop and absolutely oh, no. battered me. Oh, Jesus. Um Favourite ta- ch- uh, childhood TV show? Oh. Um... Quick fire, you nuggets. Fucking Mate, you're hell. asking me questions. It's like, going to be uh, my favourite day, Sunday, by the time turtles, you finish this. Turtles. Good lad. And then how often is it healthy to cry? Bear in mind, you've had a swinging brick of us a heart for the last however long I've known you, but I'll I reckon you might be getting there now. No, honestly, I cry every day. Fuck off. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. No, you don't. I, I, on my kids' lives. You cry every near day. Near enough. If I watch like if I watch enough videos, I'll find something that'll make me cry. Anything about dads, obviously I've got massive dad issues. So anything about dads make me want to cry. Like anything about kids, I start crying. I cry at every single Disney film. That's a big statement, though, Tank, isn't it? He cries every day. Yeah. Maybe, all right, maybe wow. not. I, I can cry every you day. You have the ability to cry every day. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, you want a numerical, maybe once a week, uh, but it can be, it can be you a lot. Six days crying enough. You can't just stop <laughs> six days. I cry every day. If you want numerical, once I a don't, week. Uh, all right. I have the ability to cry every day, then. Okay, so. we'll go with that. Jimbo, I feel like I know you much better now. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> tank, pour up. And I've strategically placed some, <laughs> some of these in here for him as well because I'm interested to know his answers. First celebrity crush. Oh. <sighs> Fucking hell, mate. Cameron Diaz. Oh, you like a bit of Cameron, do you? Yeah, yeah. Not bad, Cameron. Not long. She's a bit of a moose now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so it's that's like that thing on fucking soccer AM that you know when the dead fit bird used to come out yeah. the thing and then the lad would be like sorry love you just stopped my time yeah. uh, if you could travel back in time when where would you go 
I'd go to Gillingham away and not go in for that tackle. I'd snap my knee. <laughs> <laughs> wow, lad. Yeah, you you could have been at, you could have been at Liverpool then, couldn't you? Yeah, that was it. You yeah. were on the verge of Liverpool then, wasn't it? So I'll just go back to that and just like. Come here, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good decision. Uh, so funny, I'm asking you this after your, your rant before. Favorite junk food? Oh, I'm not it. I'm not a big junk. All food. of them. All like of them. It. Looking at you. I, I like a real nice uh, Indian. I love it. I love an Indian. Do you go super spicy? No, no, fucking, I mate, you're joking, aren't you? Come at the best. Oh, what? That's not an Indian. Come on, have a bloody milkshake, lad. <laughs> No, no, um, I can't talk. I have. I only have a butter chicken plow. I've this. got a madras in me. To be fair, oh. um, who has it easier, men or women? Jesus, I did think about oh whether to fuck. Say, <laughs> <laughs> thinking Quick of what his answer could be is probably yeah. going to be funny. Well, what... I'm just going to say, do you know what? For the avoidance of conservation, I'm just going to say, fucking women. <laughs> Uh, why can't we tickle ourselves? Mm. It's not a question. I just wanted to get your response because I didn't know that we actually can't tickle ourselves. I never realised that. Surely. surely. Did you know it's coming? Yeah, no. You know it's coming? Yeah. There you go. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, a bit of a deep one, Tank. What does a person need to be happy? Oh. Family. Got it in one. Love that one. Um, <laughs> this is so a very. What are you tank- if you if you uh, if you're loner, you can't you can't be happy. No, I didn't. I didn't mention anything about anyone being the loner. He's asking me a quick question, and I'm happiest when I've got my. Yeah, stop stirring, Jim. Stop you. stirring, okay. Tid. <laughs> um, say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Bye, <laughs> 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 mate. For fuck's sake. Um, What's your middle name? I haven't got one. I've got a confirmation. Right. It's not a middle name, is it? Yeah. Okay, what was your confirmation name? George, after me old man. Go on. Um, last two. What was the best age of your life? And I'll ask you that as well, Jim, once he's given his. 20. It was 20. When, yeah, 20. 19, 19. Just got promoted to the Premier League. Young kid on top of the world. Got relegated, which was a bit shit, but it was like some age. Yeah, you were winning, winning at life at that point. Life was, yeah, life was winning nonstop. Jimbo, I'd say nineteen twenty, mate. Uni, not a care in the world. Money, playing footy with me mates. No, no issues. No, nothing. Didn't give a shit about uni, so I wasn't doing any work in class. <laughs> playing, playing FIFA all day. <laughs> playing FIFA. Well, Pro Evo it was then. Pro Evo, boozing, footy with the boys. And That's still about it. Jimmy Pro Evo. You know what, mate? I've never been a computer thing, have I? Is that still yeah. about? Is it it's still... not pro. It's called. It's called something else, but it's not. It is about it, but it's not pro Evo. It's called something. I can't remember what it's called. Pro. My mum will, will go mad here because she'd be listening, right? But what we used to do, tank, like, so you'd be like, oh, we'll have a quick game of FIFA or Pro Evo before uni. So you'd be like, oh, you'd have a game, and then the rule was, if you won a game, you had to give the person the chance to win the game back. So you'd end up having another game, but then if you drew. Then you oh, needed then? the cider. So then you're like three games in, you've missed your Lexer and like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, and then, the, yeah, the last one to finish on tank is what noise does a seal make? <laughs> oh, oh. 
<laughs> that was like a clown's home. That was all right, yeah. Uh, lads, I just wanted to throw that in just for, for a bit of crack. I enjoyed right, that. That was good. Um, right, everybody at home, I hope you enjoyed that too. Hope you're all looking after yourselves. Thank you for all the messages that you've been sending us, asking us where the hell we are. And, oh, we are. Oh, you're no. dying to show your plums off yeah, here. No, Brian sat the whole podcast listening. Uh, go, on, go on, Brian. He loves lads. Jamie, Shout Brian does. I might use Brian as the the podcast image uh, for for this week, just not the one with tanks plums strategically <laughs> placed either side of him. Uh, everybody, thank you for your support. As I, as I was going to say, there um, you sent us loads of messages this week saying where the hell are we? So we we made sure that we got a podcast out uh, this week. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, keep your support coming. If you could share the podcast or tell some someone that you haven't told already about the podcast, give us a follow, a like, and all that good stuff. It would be much appreciated. But most importantly. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll hopefully, if the lads can sort the shit out, be back with you next week, usual time, on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.